You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I don't know what it was. It changed colors. Like the chameleon. It uses the jungle. You saying that Blaine and Hawkins were killed by a f- lizard? You're not going yet. Look, the rendezvous is 10 to 12 miles away from here. You think the chopper's gonna wait? Dylan, we make a stand now, where there would be nobody left to go to the chopper. There is something else. When the big man was killed, you must have wanted it. Blood was on the leaves. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Movie reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee Kaye, mother. You used to be somebody I could trust. I woke up. Why don't you? You're an asset. An expendable asset. And I used you to get the job done. Got it? My men are not expendable. And I don't do this kind of work. I just want to say, finally, we get to find it. After over a year, Manny Hill put together the original Action Movie Rewind open for us, and uh, we miss our guy Rami, who's killing it over on the fan in Milwaukee. He's still in the intro, but we've 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 reviewed every movie that has a clip there, except for Get to the Chopper, <laughs> and that's where we are. Run! Predator from nineteen. 19- 87 and honestly i could just watch an hour and a half of arnold schwarzenegger yelling some variation of get to the chopper chopper get toys for the carpet (laughs) that's a tuma all right here's the summary of predator from 1987 dutch played by arnold schwarzenegger a soldier of fortune is hired by the u.s government to secretly rescue a group of politicians trapped in guatemala But when Dutch and his team, which includes weapons expert Blaine, played by Jesse Ventura, and CIA agent George, played by Carl Weathers, land in Central America, something is gravely wrong. After finding a string of dead bodies, the crew discovers they are being hunted by a brutal creature with superhuman strength and the ability to disappear into its surroundings. 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says part sci-fi, part horror, part action, all muscle. (laughs) It's very true. Uh $18 million budget turned into just under $100 million at the box office. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura. And uh, before we get into all the different categories here, this episode of... Action Movie Rewind could probably have used a little insurance for all the things that they blew up in Central America. Federated! Federated is here to help business owners during difficult years, during uh, great years, wherever the roller coaster is for your business. Federated is here to help ride it with you. 
with 100-plus years of experience going back to the early 1900s. Federated has provided risk management tools, peace of mind, you name it, to business owners. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Judd, what was your main takeaway from Predator? Where do we even start with this film? Get to the chopper! This might be the most interesting film to break down of any of the Arnold films that we've done. Because, to be clear, I love them all, okay? I celebrate the catalog of this man. And they're all fun, and they're all they're all basically the same in, in many ways. Except this one has some curveballs that I'd like to That's talk about. Cool. So my takeaway was this. Personally, I hate sci-fi films. So I don't enjoy sci-fi. I just don't. It's not my... And, and look, if you do, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying... No, I'm saying you're wrong. I, I was born as a guy that does not like them. But what this did, and it had, it had to be, if not uh, ahead of its time, it certainly had an idea uh, years and years ago, since this was 1987. My takeaway was this was a very solid combination, ultimately, of, of action, which I love. Like, I love killings. I love action. I like that. And sci-fi. There are definitely flaws. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is perfect. But it, so it had action, it had sci-fi, and then here's here's sort of the the breaking pitch curveball that gets thrown in here that I really really appreciated because I do like this. It had a bit of an element of Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, I wrote like this exact the, thing down. The Predator is like like he's like and look and we'll get into the graphics like 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 we could talk about the generation of the character which you know clearly now sucks but yeah exactly it it had that whole where it's stalking them um, which is another element of suspense that leads to violence by the end of this film I think that Rotten Tomato score is very fair it should be solid and that's where this is. Uh, a deviation of the Schwarzenegger catalog that makes this different. Well, he, I mean, Terminator was sci-fi, True. right? So he, he actually, he actually did. He kind of created an, a new genre of like yeah. action sci-fi. The Terminator did Terminator, but Terminator didn't have the, the ultimate suspense that this film went for throughout it. Sure. Like there's like, there is a ton, like the whole woods thing. The scariest part of the wood scenes weren't the deaths. They were the suspense of how the deaths were going to occur. The anticipation of death is yeah. worth than death. death itself. As Steven said by Seagal, by the master. <laughs> As said by the master. So that's my takeaway. Yeah, I mean, it it really is. I mean, the critics' consensus of Rotten Tomatoes kind of nails it. I mean, it's part sci-fi, part horror, part action, and yeah, and uh, it does a pretty good job. So, okay, my main there's a million things to get into here, and we will. But my main, main, main takeaway is that this is one of the manliest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Right away from the one of the first yeah. scenes when Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, long lost military friends, right? They meet each other for the first time before this mission, and they go and they they go to handshake each other, and the handshake is one of those like you know it's like a it's like a bro handshake. It's the meme. And it just it literally turns into them <laughs> arm wrestling each other. Yeah. Like, hey, brother, good to see you, and then they make eye contact and they start arm wrestling each other right out of the gate. You had the one guy that shaved his face incessantly throughout the movie, yes. uh, Jesse Ventura, yes. who's hom very homophobic in this movie, but he gets shot, and then the guy next to him has to point out, dude, you got shot, you're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed, bleed. which turned into the name of his book, I think, yep. later on. Right? Yes. 
Uh, you had the one guy cutting his chest with a machete near the end. It's just like everything about this movie is just manly men doing manly men testosterone <laughs> things. Uh, my main takeaway, similar to Judd's, it, it encompasses so many different things. It's not just action. There's sci-fi involved. There's horror involved. Like there is an element of horror for sure involved in this film. And I love that they waste no time. There's no like 35 minute little buildup. Really, it, they they get in the jungle. They infiltrate this base. There's hilarious and ridiculous over-the-top explosions like 20 minutes into the movie. I liked that a lot. I know, like, Predator doesn't necessarily show up until, like, what, maybe, like, 45 minutes into it. But you're so captivated by action, you're kind of okay with it. You're kind of, like, un- again, that, that, that it's the suspense of waiting for it. And, yes, the Arnold and Carl Withers meme, I did, I was laying down, and that scene happens, but three minutes into the film, I was laying down on my couch watching. I did the sit-up, but, oh, the meme! I literally did that when it when it happened. I was like, that's the Dude, meme. That's where this is that, from. That needs to be someone. I don't know if it's like Major League Baseball, if it's like Nelson Cruz, Miguel Sano, or Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. Someone needs to do that for a celebration where something great happens. You walk up, you do the handshake, yeah. and you both stop and make eye contact and arm wrestle each that, other. That is the most steroid-generated meme of all time. <laughs> totally. Like, like, I mean, those two guys were so hepped up on steroids, it probably is off the charts. And, and to Mackie's point, I literally wrote down this exact words, the boys in the plane ride over, full of toxic masculinity and ridiculous behavior. Like, just yes. the way they're talking with one another is absolutely absurd. But yeah, it, it's a really, really good film, and I, I, I will save my ranking, but this, is, this was a fun one to watch. All right, Judd, what was your favorite thing about Predator? Okay, this is my favorite thing was, and this was done, I'm sure, on purpose. It alludes to what you and Declan just talked about, but I thought it was fantastic. It's not only the suspense of of how the Predator is going to kill these guys and when he's going to, but it's the fact that they had built up the platoon to not Mm -hmm. be, aside from Arnold, they made him unlikable. So you were rooting for Predator. You were rooting for the mm. death. Like when, like, like Dawn w- was watching the film with me, and she's like, I hope Jesse dies quick. <laughs> they killed him very quickly. They did, and I applauded it. But the fact is, my favorite thing was they actually set the deaths up. And, and because, because you didn't know who or what at that point the Predator was, like it was just this weird nebulous thing. But my favorite part was the fact that they made the kills not only, like, effective and suspenseful, but you were almost happy these guys died. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was actually more of a Carl Weathers Lifetime Achievement yeah. Award in this movie. So I'm a big Carl Weathers guy, and it, and it occurred to me finally after watching this movie for the first time that – he dies spectacularly mm-hmm. in all of his most famous movies. <laughs> Rocky Four. he dies gloriously in the ring against the roided-out Russian. Predator, he dies gloriously. He gets his arm shot off, and he's just, like, blood everywhere, and he's now he's fighting with one arm, and then he dies. And then Happy Gilmore, Happy Chubbs. Gilmore. Chubbs. Chubbs, falls, Chubbs falls out the window and, and dies, crashes to his death. <laughs> Chubbs. So... So Carl Weathers, my my favorite part is just like the creative ways in which Carl Weathers characters get killed off these movies. That's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, that's good. It's so good. 
Yeah, he's he's also in a. Declan, what about you? What's your yeah. favorite part? He's a, he's in a prominent role too in Star Wars: Mandalorian, the new TV series on Disney Plus with Baby Yoda. He's one of the main. Have they killed him off yet? They have not. They have not. They have not killed I him off. Carl, yet. Carl Weathers? I thought he died. Yeah. Really? No, no, he was. Um, he was in a lot so of order spinoff a few years yeah, back. He's, I think he's still he's rocking. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is just the killings <laughs> and the strategicness of the killings. Just the way. Number one, before we even get to the Predator killings, when they go into that base, they take it over. Arnold moves that car, fills it with, you know, explosives, and they blow that up. That was flipping awesome. But then when Predator gets involved, I mean, for God's sakes, Mac's head gets exploded. His head, like, absolutely gets just blown up. How um, awesome is that? Now, Withers' arm gets chopped off and, like, dies kind of really in, like, a, a, a ceremonial way. I thought it was really cool. Also... Similar to Halloween, the score. I'm gonna get really technical. The score of this movie, the sound, yeah. the, the like, the just the music, and the, like, you felt the fear involved with it. I, yeah, I thought that yeah. usually we don't really get that in the like we get the montages, we get the montage, we get the cheesy, hilarious '80s montages. The score in this film was awesome. I I really liked it. The kills were great. It was a fun one to do. There is a note about the score here. Um, let me let me find this real quick. Because Wikipedia had like a full section about the score of this movie. This is worth it. Worth the wait here. Um, by the way, if you ever get a chance to read the full Wikipedia write-up, and we'll get to some of the production notes and <laughs> stuff, but there's like a full section about the soundtrack. And then there's a full page, uh, like, a, like a separate Predator soundtrack page also dedicated to it. Um, so it was composed by Alan Silvestri. It's the, the entire score is orchestral. So most of these action movies, you have like some sort of pop music, slate. But no, this entire yeah. movie, it's a 70-minute, like the actual soundtrack, it's 70 minutes, and it's all orchestral. It's 21 tracks. So they did, you know, like in like in Beverly Hills Cop and stuff, you know, you got all these popular artists from the time. Um, but bum, this bum, one bum. was very uniquely composed yeah. for this movie. Great score. Uh, Judd, what was your least favorite part about Predator? So this is a combination of things, and one is the time that, that this was done. But because now watching that film, the the special effects or the Chiron, or I, I don't know what you officially call their attempt, um, is so poor by today's standards. My issue is the end of the film. So Dex is right. The suspense throughout the course of the film was great. Like they did a really good job of building it up and you didn't know exactly when guys were going to die in the rainforest. Uh, That was fantastic. But the actual confrontation I thought between the predator and Schwarzenegger um, Dutch at the end took too long to get to because they, because you were getting special effects now that were just hard to watch. And it was like, Oh, okay. The whole predator thing, they, like when the predator revealed himself as that, that's actually cool. But getting there, they clearly at the time were, were like, let's, let's have a slow build and that's fine. But by that point, like he had established himself as scary. So I didn't need it to be that slow. Now, if they remade the film now and the special effects were up to date, I might feel differently. Uh, but it clearly was all um, an attempt to lead up to the explosion in the in the rainforest, which was spectacular. And now in today's standards would be really cool. But that was my my least favorite part was how long <laughs> that, was that took. Amazing uh, impression. It, Oh, 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 his laugh when he's when he's yeah, evil him. laugh. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Love me. Yeah, so funny. that so so I I would have just gotten to the end quicker because I didn't need as much. 
Uh, by the way, this movie did get nominated for an Oscar for Best Special Effects, Best Visual Effects. I'm sure it did it at the nominated. time. Yeah. It looks like Atari now. <laughs> yeah, it like was, his heat-seeking yeah. thing to see people. It's like, are you looking through, like, crayons? <laughs> it looked like a crayon drawing. Um, my least favorite part of this movie was – this is nitpicky, okay? Because I, I did enjoy, for the most part, the 30-minute showdown at the end. Like, the last 30 minutes of this movie was just Arnold versus the Predator. Yeah. One-on-one. Everyone else is dead or has <laughs> run to the chopper, right? And so my my least favorite thing within that amazing 30-minute chunk is that you have a shape-shifting, invisible-when-they-want-to-be alien who has traveled here presumably from some faraway corner of the universe or maybe even a different universe entirely. So this this predator or alien, if you will, has far superior technology, weapons, strength, greater than we can ever comprehend, right? <laughs> He has traveled here from some faraway universe and is is just wreaking havoc. But apparently he can't see humans through mud. Yes. Yeah, because it doesn't work, man. It doesn't he work. He can't see humans through no. mud. And I would, I would argue that his, his, his vision overall seems to be somewhat impaired, maybe to the point where he should get some glasses or something, oh, some better contacts. Okay? Oh, yeah. And yeah. So, so Arnold, and by the way, he also yeah. gets tricked by throwing rocks. So Arnold is... He's caked in mud, and to distract the predator, he takes a rock from the tree and throws it, and the predator reacts to it. It's like this this predator is yeah. hundreds, maybe thousands of years further evolved than human and has come here and has a full plan to wipe out Green Beret soldiers but somehow can't see Arnold through mud being caked on his body. I just felt like was there some other – okay, yeah. there's, there's a kryptonite. Like in the movie Signs. Remember when they found out what the alien's weakness was? It like their body is is sensitive to water. I could get that, right? Like maybe there's a maybe there's a gas or a liquid or something yeah. that would not jive with their body and that makes some sense, right? And, do- and doorknobs. They couldn't open doorknobs. Well. Doors, that's right. Doors. As well. <laughs> but I just I just find it hard to believe that like the mud being caked yeah. on Arnold would be the thing that prevents <laughs> the predator from wiping out this whole group. So Arnold it. needed to have yeah. a chance, man. That's in part one of my least believable part is just like mud. Mud is this week. Like that's his Achilles heel. Literally like that mud. Like, it, it's absolutely absurd. Um, my least favorite part, though, is the Anna character. So she's like this hostage and it clearly seems like she's either maybe has grown up in this jungle or she's just like was taken a hostage from the first infiltrate that they like that they infiltrated. I can't really get a vibe off her. She doesn't speak English for the first half of the film, and then Arnold just, like, picks her up, and she's like, oh, yeah, I can totally speak English, and uh, that, that's fine. I'll, I'll communicate with you and your native tongue. That's totally normal. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What the hell? What do you what, – what's the front here? And then there's a scene where uh, Predator is looking down at them from the tree, and Anna, like, frightenedly kicks a gun, and it actually hits the Predator. Like, and Predator gets, like, startled and goes, like, ah! Like, he gets absolutely like, – he actually gets hit by the gun. So you're telling me of all throughout up until the end when like he gets self-destructed by Arnold, the most damage they did was when she kicks a gun at him, and like that was the at the time the most damage he well one of the most damage he took he was bleeding I remember that one part, but still like I just I didn't understand her character arc at all I don't think it was needed I don't think it was needed I wish she would have died well wasn't she the it was, was I mean, Arnold was not in any of the subsequent Predator movies but she was right she was yeah she is she's in the yeah. other Predator films but yeah I I did not like her character. 
was not a fan. Was not all right, least be- least believable part oh, of this movie. And really quick, and just the way Predator died. I like I I kind of wanted a little more pizzazz instead of just like himself. What do you mean more pizzazz? I, Dude, I, I they blew the whole thing. Blew the whole thing. I, I I wanted a. I How wanted much to be more killed. pizzazz I, do you want? I, I I didn't like. And that, that was the weird thing is like why why would he die? Like he's a cyborg of sorts. Yeah. Uh, also, why didn't why didn't Arnold finish him off with the rock to the head? Yeah, you well, know, like, Ar- yeah. Ar- Ar- Arnold well, eased up at the end there. The way it just yeah. had, you just you just killed all your friends. But why would the rock to the head kill him? Shouldn't he? Shouldn't he like, um, like a tree be able to regenerate? Terminator like? Well, no, he did the. He, you know, he hit him with the tree stump. Yeah, the tree stump. And then, and then, and then he wasn't. He was bleeding out, but he wasn't dead yet. And then Arnold had a, a, a large stone that he was about to throw down to finish him. But he he must have thought, oh, the guy's bleeding out, so I'll just let him. By the out. way, that green blood, that green blood didn't do it for me. I wasn't buying that green blood, man. You got to have a better <laughs> special effect than that. I know it's 1987, but get your act together. Well, it's funny you brought that up. Um, I'm trying to find the section here, but they literally used uh, it's on a different website. So they used the green liquid from glow sticks as the blood in this movie. Originally they had some other sort of orange, like ooze or liquid, and it just came off really bad on camera. Okay. And so they wanted a green colored thing. And so they literally went and bought like those glow sticks that you would go find at, yeah. you know, a carnival or something or you know, the midway. Mm-hmm. And they bought a bunch of those glow sticks and uh, broke them open and used the green ooze and liquid, which by the way, who knows what's in that liquid. I, I would be nervous. Like, wait a second, you want me to put that on my body? Wait a second. Uh, I don't know if that feels safe. It's for the art, man. The art of the film. I guess. All right, Judd. Least believable part of Predator. Um, To Declan's least favorite part, my least believable was twofold in, and by the way, it was a spectacular scene. But in the first one where they're going in, where Dutch and his crew are going in to do what Carl wants them to do and basically um, try and free the hostages, and I, I'll use that in air quotes, free the hostages, by going in and attacking that, um, basically what comes off as a terrorist camp in mm-hmm. the rainforest. And they go in there, and and now, now I know that Weather's character had lied to Arnold's character about what they were doing. But nonetheless, at that point in time, they think that they are going in to save the hostages. They proceed to shoot that camp up to the point of no one could have, and they didn't survive. So, like, if the hostages are, like, in a back room, right, they're stashed somewhere, like, they're blowing the entire camp yes. up. They are, like, they and, and at this point in time, I believe the guys in the unit are, like, we got to save these two people. And meanwhile, they are bombing them. They're shooting everybody. They aren't asking any questions. They They are making no attempt to rescue anybody. And then... And then that dovetails into, so the only person that survives the attack is Anna. And you're going to drag her through the woods. At that, t- at that point in time, she's part of the, the terrorist camp, right? And you've decided she's got too much information, that you're going to drag her with you through the woods, through the rainforest, back to the chopper. The chopper. The, the whole time. And she doesn't want to go, so she's trying to resist. To me, the whole thing, that whole thing is so convoluted. Now, where is she trying to go to? Like, wouldn't she see a bunch of. Well, and how does she not die? Everybody else, every other enemy died. Like they literally those hot. If there were hostages, which there, I think ultimately weren't. But if there were, they would have died, too. 100 percent. 
I also love the fact that they went in there and like like you said, they're in their mind they're trying to save hostages, but they're also kind of going like room to room or building to building. And every time they go to a new place, even though they have just gone complete like nuclear destruction button on everything that they've every new room or or building that they come across, it's like the people weren't expecting them. Like there was one scene where <laughs> right. they they had been shooting up and like it's it's a war zone and they they bust into one of the rooms and there's just like a guy reading a newspaper like what yep <laughs> it's like wait wait buddy you You're didn't like, you didn't hear the it's like two guys playing cards machine gun rounds for the last half hour you know. out there? <laughs> oh crap <laughs> it's amazing um, yeah I, honestly that was my uh, my my least believable part was just sort of the. Uh, the 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 initial shoot 'em up scene in Central America and how Arnold got tricked into going on this mission and like kind of how they got into the plot. But uh, yeah, Declan, what about you? You're yes. least believable. So least believable part is the mud. Just like of of all the great things that this predator can yeah. do, he's it, it's insane. And then this is like again a little nitpicky, and but and and I thank God will never go to war. If there is a draft, I am choosing the option to go to jail. Like, I, I am not going to war. I know my limits. I would not thrive in, ba- in basic training and boot camp and in the jungle. Send me to jail. Be, I will be that terrible American. I, I'm not serving. I just, I, I, I can't do it. I know my limits. But the scene where these three dudes are skinned alive, skinned alive, right? And, like, the entire infiltrate is like, oh, wow, we're dealing with some really crazy guerrilla warfare. What people... Are skinning people alive like that? I don't think that's happening. I don't think human beings are capable of skinning people alive like that. I mean, a little history lesson. I know, like way back when white people were overtaking um, Native American land, I, I, and I, this might have gone both ways as well. Like they would sure. skin. I think they would skin like the head. Of the, like they would take the okay. hair off scalp, of dead scalp, bodies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah scalp yeah. people. Like I get that, but like these are. You, like, that, that's okay. Yeah, but like, don't skin but no, my that's legs. Believable. Oh, I get that. That's believable. <laughs> this is the entire skin is gone. Do it. Was he yeah. okay? Clarification point. Was the predator because they showed a scene near the end where the predator there was another body up in the tree or whatever, yeah. and the predator uh, like they showed him holding a clean skull. Did he eat that skull like a chicken wing, or did how, how did that skull become free of like muscles and you know? And and I think he so I think I, I read a note um, Wikipedia I think Phil at the end of the film when right before the predator self destructs that his laugh is one of the laughs of of one of the men that he had killed so like he somehow oh. he somehow I I think the implication was he somehow by skinning them alive took parts of their body into himself okay and could replicate yeah, their but he, like, but he can't see through mud okay yeah sounds okay. good everyone's got flaws dude. Okay. All right. Everyone's got flaws. Predator yeah. had some flaws. I did write down. I'm glad Declan brought this up. I wrote down. It didn't really fit into one of the categories, but dead, bloody bodies hanging upside down equals terrifying. That was and that's then they, true. Right. It wasn't just like a quick glance at them. They showed them for several minutes as well, and then, and they, then cut they peel them back down that and, one tree branch or the one tree thing, and it's like several of them. Yeah. It's like six of them hanging there. Yeah, like on uh, meat hooks. I will say before we get to production notes, I am happy that the inappropriate jokes guy got killed. Inappropriate jokes. Yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They wanted you to be happy yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, they did so a great that, job. Yeah. So that guy was the main screenwriter, I think. For uh, what's it? Was it Commando? Oh, I read in the Wikipedia notes. Um, and and they brought they brought him on as an actor, but also a guy that could help 
he's uncredited, but he made like script changes throughout Predator just behind the scenes. And then I believe he went on to either direct or produce one of the later Predator movies, like twenty years later. So uh, I was pro- glad when he died. You're right. Production notes. Oh wait, can can I give give you two more quick things? Sure. Sure. All right. This is true of all films like this, but I feel I feel like it's an Arnold staple in all Arnold films. Have you noticed like he'll he'll get winged by a bullet or something? And he'll be like, oh, ow. and then for like a second, he'll be bleeding and it'll look, oh, man, this might be bad. And then they just sort of it's gone. Yes. Like he nobody rebounds like he self generates. He does. He well, like in, gets, in, in Terminator. It makes sense. Right. Well, that one, it makes sense. But I'm saying like in this one, there were moments where he was pretty devastatingly injured. Yeah. Like you thought this might be it. And instead of it be, being like, how is he going to get through the rest of the film with his arm shot? It just sort of goes away. Yeah, I uh, I agree. It is it is kind of funny that he just brushes off these massively massively serious injuries. So yeah. Anyway, um, production notes following the release of Rocky Four, which came out like two years earlier, a joke circulated in Hollywood that since Rocky Balboa had run out of earthly opponents, <laughs> he would have to fight an alien if a fifth film were to be made. And by the way. Uh, if they would have had him literally fight an alien inside of a ring, it would have been better than Rocky Five and the way that turned out to be. So screenwriters Jim and John Thomas took the inspiration from the joke and wrote a screenplay based on it. The script for Predator was originally titled Hunter, and then they wound up changing it to Predator. Uh, and then, obviously, Arnold was approached, and they, they, they pretty much nailed all the cast members that they wanted to, except for this one. Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast as the Predator with the intent that the physical action star would use his martial arts skill set to make the Predator an agile ninja-like hunter. But when the 5'9 Van Damme was compared to Schwarzenegger, Weathers, and Ventura, all actors over 6 feet tall and known for their bodybuilding regimens, it became apparent a lot more physically imposing man was needed to make the creature more threatening. Uh, additionally, it was reported that Van Damme constantly complained about the monster suit being too hot and causing him to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I didn't read that note. That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, so Jean-Claude, apparently it was like a 200-pound suit. I mean, you saw it. Like, it's just, yeah. they got the helmet and the big torso. <laughs> Could he keep passing out? They'd have to take the head off of it and be like, hey, Jean-Claude, wake up. Okay. Also wondering how did the how did the predator know and maybe maybe it didn't matter because he was about to well no he wasn't when he took his mask off he didn't think he was going to die yet right but how did he know that I'm assuming that that mask was to be able to breathe in whatever air he needs to breathe in how did he know that he was going to be able to breathe earth air I don't know, maybe they maybe they did their research it's a very very in depth question all right so definitive bad guy rankings and the criteria we judge on the iconic ruthless and charismatic nature of said uh, bad guy. So Terminator from the Terminator, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Michael Myers from Halloween, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air, Simon Phoenix from Demolition Man, Brad Wesley from Roadhouse, and Cobra Kai from Karate Kid make up the top villains that we have rated to this point. Just to keep going down the list, Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon, Ivan Drago from Rocky Four, the big one from San Andreas is a villain. It's an inanimate object, but it's a villain. The Russian mobsters from John Wick and Dennis Hopper from Speed round out like the top 12 here. Yep. So 
and we could go to the bottom, but I, I don't know. No, I think we're, no. we're probably playing in the top 10 here. We're, we're for playing, we're, we're playing yes. in the top 10, 100%. Oh, 1,000% okay. iconic. Yeah. It's so iconic. It's one of the most iconic yeah. bad guys. It's one of the most ruthless bad guys. Yep. And I would even add, okay, it's not number one charismatic, but a little more charisma, like stealing voices and the evil laugh uh, at the uh, end uh, and uh, the green blood. Like there's a. And Arnold's line to him at the near, near the, the end you're one ugly mother. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, this is iconic. I what, go back to the top five. Phil. Yeah, what's the Who top in the five? top five again? The Terminator is number one. Hans Gruber from Die Hard is number two. Michael Myers from Halloween is three. Mm. I, I feel like it's hard to crack that top three with this, and I okay. think the conversation starts with these next four. Okay, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air, Simon Phoenix from Demolition Man. I think he's above Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. He, yes. I, so I didn't see Con Air. I have not seen Con Air. So I, 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 oh, I, we should I, do that one oh, again. We should Malkovich, just do it again. Malkovich is fantastic. Um, yeah. So I, but he's ahead of those other two, one hundred percent. He's yes. way ahead of Brad Wesley and and whoever else yeah. was like easily, easily. Yep. I, yeah. I, I feel I like would, Brad Wesley's probably too high on this list, but yes, you know, it's already, I, it's already. I, I, I still think so, but it's too late. Yeah. I think we can make a case for the the fact that this character should maybe even be above Cyrus the Virus. Wow. Yeah, because the, it's I mean, the, the name movie of the film. is named after. It's the name yeah. of the film. Okay. Um, it's not. It's not his fault that in '87 the, the the actual it doesn't. It's not great throughout the entire thing, but it's still scary throughout the entire thing. And then when he does reveal himself, he's one ugly mf'er. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm with that. I think it's they're, they're sort of neck and neck. I mean, Cyrus the Virus is one of the most. I think Cyrus the Virus has him with charisma. I think it's a wash with how ruthless they both are. And I think in terms of iconic nature, the Predator is a notch and a half above Cyrus the Virus, which yeah. puts him over the top. The name of the film is not Cyrus the Virus. Yeah. Probably should have been, though. Oh, been Malkovich. So good. So, yeah. So, he, so, so him... Predator becomes number four on our definitive bad guy ranking so of, like, the 50-plus movies we've reviewed. Terminator 1. Hans Gruber from Die Hard, number two. Yep. Michael Myers from Halloween, number three. Predator, four. number four. Okay. Yeah. Feel good about that? Yes, I do. All right. Now we get to just the straight up one through ten rating based on how much you enjoyed or not this movie. Let's start with Judd. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. This film was really solid. This film was really good. I'm, I'm not going to penalize it for, for the fact that in retrospect now, um, it clearly graphically or um, Chiron generated is not great. But I mean, for what they were trying to do at that time, and it gets a lot. It gets a lot of points. Like it has. It has, think about the check marks in this film. Arnold, one-liners, iconic. I mean, get to the chop. There's no, there's no Arnold line like that one. Get to the chop. Choppa. And he says it like four times. So they're, yeah. they're like, hell yeah, we got gold here. Let's mine it. Um, the cast of characters that gets killed, you're delighted they're killed because, and you know, I mean, Jesse dies. I'm like, yeah, it's about time. So anyway. Go through that whole thing. I'm giving it a nine. I think it's that good. Yep, I'm with Judd. It's a nine. It's a very entertaining wow. film. Um, I, 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 had, I had expectations, but I did not think it'd be this good. I've seen bits and pieces of this movie, never from start to finish. It's a nine. I really, really like this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Uh, so I'm torn between a nine and a nine and a half. I'm just splitting hairs here. I'm gonna go. I'll go with you guys. It's a nine. 
It's a nine. So the, the only three tens we have given are Terminator, Die Hard, Halloween. Um, and by giving this all three a nine, it means it's a nine average score, which puts it right behind Taken, John Wick, and Commando, and tied with Beverly Hills Cop. So it's right in there as one of the best movies we have reviewed. I'm comfortable with that. It's yep. iconic. Um, if I had given it a 9.5, it would have been slightly above Beverly Hills Cop and tied with Commando. So, you know what? You know what? You yeah, do it. Do it. All right, that's a nine point five. It deserves to be. It's, it's tied with command. Yep. yep. Tied with command. You know what? I think that's incredibly fair. Yep. So how about that? So by the way, uh, of like the that. top ten movies that we have done, was was Arnold was in the Expendables, wasn't he? Yep. Or was he not? He's yes, briefly in the Expendables with Bruce Willis, yes. right? Yeah, he's a cameo. Yep. So of the of the ten movies we have, the top ten movies we've done, Expendables, Terminator Two, Predator, Commando, and Terminator One. Arnold is in 50% of the top 10 movies. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is the George Washington on the Mount Rushmore. Right? He deserves it. Yep. So there it is, boys. Wow. Um, pretty, pretty good stuff. Before we go, I do have to bring up one thing, because this was 80s gold, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that they did this took balls. How about the end where they do the freeze frame with the actors' names and they're smiling? That's yep. right. I mean, yeah. where did that come from? Like, I get that at the end of TV shows at that time. That was very common. But, like, you know, Jesse Ventura, and he's got the sm- – yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all dead, right? And we do the freeze frame. Somebody said we got to do the freeze frame. They should have shown their dead bodies instead. But, I mean, there's sm- but the best part is it was like it was like an episode of Full House just came <laughs> to then. They're all smiling and laughing, and it's like, you know, Bob Saget. He's been dead for 45 minutes, but here's Bob Saget. How great was that? Family Matters with uh, Reginald Vell Johnson coming down the steps. Yes. Exactly. I love those I love those late 80s early 90s like 3 minute long sitcom intros where yes. they intro 10 cast members and they play the iconic song. Now they just get right to the content. Yes, but anyway, I love the fact that these guys are all dead. The film is done. Like it was a pretty grueling film as far as what you had just seen. Yeah. And it's like, but here's the last thing you're going to see. And I think the only character they showed who didn't smile was Arnold. Yep. Like they showed him, but he's like still serious. And the rest of them are like in a pose of like Jesse Ventura, yep. uh, Carl Weathers. You know, he's got like two thumbs up. <laughs> love it uh boys for next week's action movie rewind rush hour the mid 90s okay. jackie chan and chris tucker classic mm-hmm. it's the fourth on it we had we had a, sort of a jump back in list of four movies and this will be the fourth one before we get to some other ones on the list so rush hour next week with jackie chan and chris tucker boys. i know i saw this i remember seeing the second i've seen this movie before but i remember seeing the second one in theaters i don't know if i saw 98 i don't know if i saw it in theaters it is a great movie, though. I, I love Chris Tucker. I don't, man. It's been so long. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. We'll find out, I guess, if I've seen this before when we fire it up. So, uh, yeah, if you have any other suggestions, we'll find a way to post maybe on one of our Twitter accounts the full list and rankings updated, so that you guys can help us create another list of five or ten that we can choose from here. But um, we haven't done Face Off yet, mostly because it's oh, two hours God. and twenty minutes. But that's Face another off. '90s classic. That is a good so one. we'll put together another list. Two twenty. Yeah, it's a long. It's ridiculous. Film, dude. I don't Nicholas, think I saw it's it. Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, like yep. at the peak of their fame. John Travolta. And it's like both guys needed to have. Thrones. We both need. Movies. We need an hour. I need yeah, an hour. Seriously, on camera, you know. Rush Hour one thirty eight. This that's film perfect. Fits perfect. You understand good. the words that are coming out of my mouth? All right. So that's a action movie rewind here on Mackie and Judd. Billy. You know something. What is it? 
I'm scared, Pancho. Folks, you ain't afraid of no man. There's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. We're all gonna die.